0: going to go straight down the Mississippi River to Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I just Um, like the idea that when
1: you get off the mountain, you're going to go, shit.
0: (laughs) So the introduction was, you when I get off of this mountain, you know where I'm going to go, straight down the Mississippi River to Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. My name's Brent, and joining me this week is a drunkard's dream, if I ever did see one, Alan. Hello. (laughs) And joining us is a man who's definitely going to make us go whoop at least one time this episode. (laughs) Ski.
2: Hello, guys, and gals, and intermediate.
0: Yeah. So if this is your first time joining us, you know, feel free to take notes. There'll be a test at the end. Uh, You'll need to go through and pick out the. Shit, that was part of my thing too. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, shut up now. Yeah. So, you'll have to pick your favorite line and <laughs> the MVP and the uh, number of slices of cheesecake, and then we'll run it through the, the Sophia's Choice Scantron machine, um, tally the grades, and figure out which episode is the best. <laughs> so. Without further ado, here's the poor man's Professor Cooper, Professor Allen.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried to seduce a student.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yet. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the night is young. Know How many I mean.
0: times
2: have you taught a class?
1: That's true. Um, well, I have taught training classes and whatnot but in my
0: prior works and
2: we don't have any evidence that he hasn't tried to seduce one of those students yeah yeah
0: i mean just because you didn't successfully seduce one doesn't mean you didn't try
1: (laughs) well if i successfully then i'd be a rich man's professor cooper if i had just done it unsuccessfully then i would just be a yeah equal man's (laughs) professor cooper but anyways uh well, today, uh, yeah, I'll be doing a recap, Correct. and uh, unlike Brent was alluding to, there will be no test during this one. <laughs> it's open book, though. But yeah, that, that's true, and if you feel the need to re-listen to this a couple times, just to make sure, yeah. by all means, um, it helps our download numbers. <laughs> Even
2: watch the video. Yeah, right. well, and you, you can look out. off
0: your neighbor. We won't be able to tell.
1: <laughs> I'll appreciate it if you have your neighbor listening with you.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> on their own specific device? Yes,
1: definitely yes, on their own specific device. In um, stereo. That's that's right. right. <laughs> Yeah, on two of their own specific devices.
2: <laughs> it could be like, uh, have you guys heard of those uh, quiet concerts? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Where yeah, they yeah. Like go like out the woods. Like everybody has their, yeah, yeah. they all have their headphones on. Yeah, yeah.
1: They do raves like that, too. Don't do they? Yeah. Do you think that should be what our next promotion is? <laughs> hey, everybody get together and listen. Right. <laughs> via headphones. <laughs> It'd be interesting if everyone listening at the same time, like if people would laugh at the same time or if it would mm-hmm. just be dead silence for you know <laughs> an
0: hour and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Well, that's why like Kevin Smith, like he was doing the thing where like one of his podcasts was going to be a commentary track for one of his movies while it was still in the theater. Mm. And then like the studio wouldn't let him release it Because they didn't want to confuse the people who were watching the actual movie. Uh. Because like half or a third of the audience was like laughing at different things than they were. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yeah, that would be kind of awkward. (laughs) Well, today I am
1: doing our recap. Uh, Season 5, episode 20, Twice in a Lifetime. Yes. Uh, The original air date for this one was February 24th of 1990. Okay. uh, Written by... I'm not sure if it's Brent or Ski that says this. Robert the Bruce and uh, Martin Weiss—that's Ski. Is he that Ski? That. Okay. Yeah. Um, and directed, of course, by Terry Hughes. But I always chuckle. Yeah. At the Robert the Bruce, not at Terry Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say at Robert the Bruce, not
0: at Ski. <laughs> <laughs> well, ski makes me laugh for thrice an episode. <laughs> that last episode it was an hour and a half. <laughs> so once every thirty minutes, roughly. <laughs> exactly. I look at my watch. It's like. Oop. String coming around the (laughs) bend. Time to get my chuckle on. Right on on. cue. Right. (laughs) No, no. He makes me laugh
1: numerous times. Yeah, same here. Um,
2: Back at you guys.
1: So, yeah, I don't have any, uh, before we kick into the episode, I don't have any uh, listener interactions or anything. Did did you have anything new, Brent, that you hadn't mentioned?
0: Um, I did have a nice conversation with Jennifer about just the state of Missouri and, you know, how I'd passed through and spent spend a bit more time there than i anticipated and mm. you know she has a lovely state there so um i think previously we discussed you know uh columbia missouri oh, i okay. enjoyed that mm-hmm. um but this time i got to spend time in uh raleigh and uh springfield missouri as well mm. that's the st louis normal but.
1: so it sounds like you've been through many parts of uh of st louis at this point or not st louis excuse me but of missouri at this yeah, point. yeah yeah
0: yeah so like previously um like seventy goes straight across, you know, just sort of bisects it through the middle, mm-hmm. and that's where I'd always take them. But this time it was, um, I think, forty four oh, okay. is what it is that goes down, like from St. Louis, it like hooks down at like a forty five degree angle down towards, you know, uh, Tulsa. Okay.
1: Is there another? Uh, is there another road that goes towards like the the western half of uh, Missouri that you can hit next time around? Well, I mean, that's what seventy is. It takes oh, okay. it from the
0: east side to the west side. And this goes from, you know, the east side down to the southwest corner. Oh, okay. So now you just need the
1: northeast corner?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, the northwest <laughs> corner, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So I don't need, I guess the northwest corner would get you eventually towards, like, Lincoln, Nebraska or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska, you've been there before, haven't mm-hmm. you? Yeah,
2: many times.
1: Yeah, when we worked at uh, at Nelnut um, in our past lives, mm-hmm. uh, Brent would occasionally go on a business trip out to Lincoln because um, mm-hmm. that's where their home office was, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I've been to Lincoln a few times as well. It's cool nice, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my experience may be slightly different. Oh. As I arrived in the dead of winter, hmm. uh, coldest days of the winter probably. Yeah, yeah. Wind blowing like a freaking mm-hmm. hurricane. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, air, the airport was incredibly small. It is. It is.
0: And I think I, I may have even discussed this with Jennifer when I was talking about something... The uh, Lincoln Airport. Yeah, like, it's got, the, like, just the two terminals. Mm-hmm. You know, like, one on the right, one, one side, on the yeah. left. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and,
2: and, like, one little bitty food court.
0: yeah, Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so, like, the food court closes at 9, you know, but our plane to Chicago got delayed or whatever, and basically, like, the little, no, not little, but um, the lady running the little bar in there was like, well, I'll stay open as long as you guys keep drinking. Mm. And <laughs> me and my fellow passengers, we kept drinking. <laughs> 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 and it was like, you know, it's like we must say like four in the morning or whatever. Oh, wow. When we finally got out of there, we were just completely, you know, <laughs> smashed. smashed. Yeah, I was, It's one of the drunkest. How, how I've did ever you make been.
2: the trip home? All right. I mean, is that like I, I was getting sick on a plane?
0: Yeah, I was miserable. Um, we pulled into um, uh, Chicago, and like the dude that I was with. I, I'd met him on the shuttle. Like, he worked, um, you know, for corporate as well. Yeah. And, so, but I, and I'd interacted with him numerous times via email and everything. It, so let me back up. <laughs> so <laughs> they always put us up at the Cornhusker, um, which was this nice hotel there in downtown Lincoln. Okay. And me and this dude get on the shuttle bus from the Cornhusker to um, the thing. And I look down and I see he has, um, you know, a Nullnet laptop bag. And I was like, shit, I bet that's him, you know. Um, And then I heard him say something. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that voice. And so my plan was like, I'm just going to play dumb and not even, you know, let on that I know who he is in hopes that he will never be able to figure out who I am. And it will be a peaceful flight. Right. But then he starts chatting me up. And it's like, so what brings you here? And I was like, oh, for work. And he's like, oh, who do you work for? And I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. So I was like, Melnet. And he's like, who are? Uh, and what's your name? And so I told him, and he gets all excited. And he's like, it's me. And he gives his name, and I was like, oh wow. You know, even though I would pieced it together ten minutes before. But anyways, like, but it was, then it was nice because you know we ended up drinking all night together and everything. And then like we get to Chicago. And it was like a planes, trains, and automobiles type thing where he's like, let's get us a room. You know, we ended up having to share a room. And then they just had the one bed. And <laughs> and it was fine. And, you know, stayed on top of the blankets and everything mm. like that. And he was a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but, like, we finally got checked in. It was like 530. But then we had to be at the airport at like six thirty to catch mm-hmm. our flight, and it was just pointless. But it was like you can't spend the night in the Chicago airport; <laughs> like ah. you have to go somewhere. Nothing was open. Mm-hmm. But like he paid for that room and everything like that, and we get to the thing, and he buys me a, um, a breakfast sandwich from McDonald's and sends me on my way to my <laughs> terminal. Sounds like a romantic uh, He was a, a gentleman. gentleman. <laughs> yeah. You guys got a room for an hour, and then he bought you a breakfast sandwich exactly. <laughs> and sent you on your way. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, man, it was, it was, it was, it was a he lot got got of He got you fun. drunk first, though. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh,
2: so, yeah. His, read more in his, you know, story Lincoln Nights, <laughs> right. or I guess Chicago, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> thinking of Lincoln, right. Chicago
2: <laughs> Rendezvous mm. mm-hmm.
1: whatever nice. that guy's name was. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah anyways, uh, all right. Well, we don't have any other interactions, and I'll just jump into the episode. Uh, yeah. It begins with Sophia bumming some money off Dorothy mm-hmm. because she had blown last night's money on Chip and or Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the final guy that she gave uh, her last bit of money to is Mr. Big. Mm-hmm. And Blanche comments, uh, I know that guy. That's just a stage name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose comes in excited that her old flame, Buzz Mueller, is in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy notes that they would have been more interested in the story of Buzz. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, let me back up just a second. <laughs> Um, she tell they're like why we've never heard of this guy mm-hmm. and she's like why well, didn't think you would care about mm-hmm. this story of my old flame
2: yeah, then Blanche characterize it as a love triangle yeah yeah something <laughs> like that
1: yeah because I guess she dated Buzz at the same time she was dating Charlie yeah. prior to marriage yeah um, and then she uh, Dorothy says that uh, you thought we would have been more interested in the story of uh Little Yimini, the boy who was raised by a wild moose, mm-hmm. um, which Rose retorts, uh, may I remind you, Dorothy, that moose didn't just raise Little Yimini, he put him through medical school. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think
2: do, I, objectively the more interesting story. Definitely, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: I, I could definitely see a movie being made of Little Yemeni. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Buzz Mueller, at least uh, not uh, this love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> Buzz seems like he might have been an interesting dude, but. Um, uh, at but
2: most, the, maybe a Gold Girls episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he got his due. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, apparently, Buzz is a free spirit, the kind who uh, once put a whole box of chiclets in his mouth on a dare. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dangerous work. Yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> I love the way. We'll Dorothy, yeah, exactly. Um, I love the way Dorothy responded to that story. She goes, Cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Things ended when uh, Buzz got a call from uh, the Spike Jones band mm-hmm. and moved to New York.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I'm going to give you guys a choice here. Okay,
0: okay. choose um, your
2: own adventure style. Sort
1: of. Okay, so you have two options. Option one okay. would be a a deep dive, or okay. not a super deep dive, but a, a moderate deep dive around Spike Jones, okay. um, which is related to this episode. Yeah. Option two is a Completely non-related game uh, that I would have for the two of you to play. Uh, again, this has nothing to do with the episode. It just has something to do with uh, <laughs> something I heard actually on another podcast recently. Oh, what it have to game. do
2: with Spike Jones? The, the nothing, director?
1: Nothing to do <laughs> with Sp- Spike Jones. I don't know of as, as a director. Um, there's Spike Lee who's a director. There's
0: a Spike <laughs> is Jones. Is yeah. there a Spike, Spike Jones? Jones? Uh, he did uh, Three Kings and oh, okay. where, where the Wild Things Are. Oh, very nice. It Has nothing to do with him though mm-hmm. either. So. Uh, that movie, Her, with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one, I think, got an Academy Award. Well, it was is like it? Joe nomination. is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he also directed the Beastie Boys Sabotage video. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, I uh, the
1: other day I was listening to a mm-hmm. podcast, and again, this is not at all related to Golden Girls um, or uh, anything else, but it was just something I found really funny. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about this quote from Tom Cruise recently. He mm-hmm. was doing a promotion for... For Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, so would I. Um, it was good. Oh, is it? You I'm enjoyed it?
2: Nicky, yeah. It was quite nice.
1: good. Um, but they had asked him a question of like, you know, describe your uh, most memorable or favorite movie watching experience. Um, you know, talking about... Was he on the
0: newlywed favorite.
1: game? I'm not sure what he was <laughs> <moved> on. <laughs> but, but it was something, I think it was the type of thing they were asking several people, like okay. in this junket type situation. Gotcha. Um, they were involved in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he goes into this long description about you know, the magic of movies uh-huh. and how every experience is great and, you know, the sights and sounds of the movie theater just and things like that. it up. Yeah, but he a... never answers the question to where it kind of seems like he's never actually seen a movie in the oh. theater. <laughs> <laughs> he's just describing. Yeah. Um, I have
2: read all this about seeing movies. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So I have written down here, two scenarios that have happened to most people, okay. uh, at least of our age, <laughs> I <Okay>. would say. <laughs> and so I would like you to, to randomly pick one of the two, and I want you to describe it in a way that is in no way specific that it could lead us to think that you've never actually experienced this thing before. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then, Brent, if you don't mind, I'd like you to put on an Instagram a poll as to which one of you two pulled it off the best. Okay. So Can we do that and the di- deep dive-ish? Well, here's what I'll do. Deep-ish dive? I'll keep an eye on our run time and okay. if there's time at the end to throw in the deep dive, we'll mm-hmm. go ahead and get a little Spike Jones info. Okay.
0: Tell you what. Why don't Ski can pick first and then okay. I'll pick whichever one's left. We'll take a moment to study our thing and figure out our answer and while we're doing that, you can do your deep dive.
2: Oh, okay.
1: So so you're choosing to have your cake and eat it too. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: I will pick blindly. All right. I'll make it-
0: and so I'm to read this and then not using the words on the paper. No, you can use the words on the
1: paper, but don't actually tell us the, a real answer to whatever the question is. You have to kind of make it sound gotcha. like all the things that would be associated with it. Almost a, like cliche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. like exactly. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, then I will go ahead and jump into a little deep dive about Spike Jones. Okay. It, like I said, it's nothing, uh, it's nothing too deep, so don't worry. Yeah. I won't take up too much of your time. So Lindsey Armstrong Spike Jones uh, was an American musician and band leader specializing in spoof arrangements of popular songs and classic music. Uh, ballads received the Jones treatment were punctuated with gunshots, whistles, cowboys, hiccups, burps, and outlandish and comedic vocals, <laughs> such as the whoop that we're going to hear about <laughs> a little later on. Um, Jones and his band recorded under the title Spike Jones and his City Slickers from the early 40s to the mid-50s. And tour the United States and Canada as the uh, Musical Depreciation Review. Uh, he did no, have no, no
2: Europe trip.
1: Well, uh, n- they didn't mention it <laughs> here, but Spike Jones did die in 1965. So this European trip, we find out about Buzz later. It must have been with a different musical troupe, um, since Spike Jones was well into the grave <laughs> by, <laughs> by this time. Now, one of the most famous things that they had done was uh, "All I Want for Christmas." Um, mm-hmm. Like the "All I Want for Christmas" is my two front teeth. That's mm-hmm. a Spike Jones original mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, piping vocal by George Rock. It was a number one hit in 1948, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I was impressed by. Yeah. But the uh, the song that I was the most interested in was uh, "Dare Fuhrer's Face." <laughs> 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 what? It, it was Dare Fuhrer's face. It was a. a Strike by the American uh, federa- or A strike by the American Federation of Musicians in 1942 prevented Jones from making commercial recordings for over two years, but recorded just days before the band, uh, Jones wore a huge broadcast hit uh, with Der Fuhrer's face, a song ridiculing Adolf Hitler, which uh, followed uh, the use of the word Heil with a derisive raspberry sound, as in the repeated phrase "Hail, <laughs> hail. <laughs> right in Der Fuhrer's face. <laughs> um, now, this was a part of a, uh, of a movie, actually, the 1943 American animated anti-Nazi propaganda short film produced by Walt Disney Productions, mm-hmm. and it starred a Donald Duck in a nightmare setting working in a factory in Nazi Germany. Um, it was made in an effort to sell war bonds, and uh, it won an Oscar for Best Animated Short, for, uh, short Film at the 15th Annual Academy Awards. It was the only Donald Duck film to receive the honor, um, although eight other Donald Duck films were also nominated at different points in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in '94, it was voted the number 22 of the 50 greatest cartoons of all time <laughs> by the members of the animated or wow. animation film mm-hmm. or field, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Jones himself, he was a lifelong smoker, reportedly four to five packs a day. Gosh, which, dang! That's impressive. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, what it, else could he possibly accomplish?
1: I know. I mean, it. He died at the age of, like, 54, so, you know, I think it did catch up with them. <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, just
2: saying, how could you, he was a musician, right? Right, yeah, and a did singer,
1: <laughs> um, I think, well, to a well, He degree. wants to have
2: that froggy voice, like, yeah, hey, everyone.
0: Well, that's, well, I guess that's how I know him, but I'll let you finish first.
1: Okay, well, uh, said he eventually uh, developed breathing problems, including emphysema. Uh, never the picture of health. Uh, his emphysema advanced to the point where he used an oxygen tank on stage mm-hmm. um, while he was seated behind the drum set and performing. In spite of his illness, he did continue smoking until the day of his death on uh, May 1st.
2: Not a quitter. Yeah, Not I do quitter. appreciate
1: his um yeah. his De- it really. <laughs> right. And one little extra tidbit that I thought Brent would enjoy mm-hmm. is that according to David Wilde's Wild's review in Rolling Stone magazine, mm-hmm. Elvis Costello's 1989 album Spike was mm-hmm. named partially in tribute to Jones. Mm-hmm. So, did you already know that, Brent? I did not, but oh. that makes sense. Well, I'm glad to see that I was
0: able to give you a tiny piece of yeah. Elvis Costello news that you yeah. didn't know. So, in the first little part of my introduction, you know, I quoted Up on Cripple Creek by the band. Uh-huh. Did you catch that? Or? I mean, I did not know what the reference was to. Gotcha. Um, so, there was like the opening <clears throat> line stuff on Cripple Creek. Okay. Um, but towards the end of the song he gets into, now me and my mate were back at the shack, we had Spike Jones on the box, she said I can't take the way he sings, but I love to hear him talk, <laughs> ah, very nice <laughs> <laughs> so, that's so.
1: impressive so you, you intentionally, I assume tied that in, because yeah. of the Spike Jones reference, exactly, oh, very good um, mm-hmm. now, is that something that you knew off the top of your head, where you're like, oh <laughs> I remember this Spike Jones reference in yeah. this song mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because that's all I really knew him from oh, you know?
1: okay well, it's not surprising. It's a good quote, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great little song.
1: Certainly. So do you want to go ahead and tackle this game now? Yeah.
0: All right. So who, who wants to
1: go first, Ski or Brent? Brent, I'll let you choose uh, who goes first. Um, I'll let Ski go first.
2: All right. Uh, shall I give you uh, my, my topic? Well, here,
1: why don't you give me the paper, and then I will ask you the question as if I yeah, was interviewing yeah, just you. Just to
2: verify, I am to describe this event as in a, a way. As if you've never done it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As if it, you're trying to convince me you've done it.
2: But um, never actually give specifics enough to, to, to prove it, right? And
1: honestly, for the one that you ended up getting, that should work out well for you because you tried to convince <laughs> me of this fact for a good decade, decade. before it actually happened. Um,
2: Probably not quite a decade.
1: Close to, sixth grade. I don't know. It would have been eight, nine years anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um, so it is real close.
1: Yeah. So tell us about your most memorable lovemaking session.
2: Ooh. Oh, yeah, that, and it was. it was really great, um, so there's a lot of, you know, kissing and hugging and, you know, that kind of stuff happens, and uh, she was there, and, <laughs> you know, she was really excited as well, and we uh, embraced, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, pretty sure there's some nakedness going on, and... Uh, <laughs>
0: I touched all the boobies. All the boobies. you know, Both of them? Uh, the top and, and then, the bottom. Oh, and the
2: genitals were... were Involved. <laughs> exciting. And uh, noises, too. There were noises, mm-hmm. if I recall. Very exciting noises.
1: That sounds like a really memorable session that you had. <laughs> it was.
2: And, you know, I don't want to mention her name because... Yeah, a gentleman never kisses and tells. Right. Is that right? That is,
1: that is correct. I, I'm sure she appreciates your discretion. Indeed,
2: yes. Uh, that's just the
0: kind of guy I am. <laughs> I wish you would have jumbled the expression. <laughs> so it was, And you never kiss a gentleman and tell. <laughs>
2: that would have been a step more creative than yeah. I got. I like it, though.
1: <laughs> well, Brent's is a little less... Uh, Tawdry. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Brent, describe the uh, your best fast food meal that you've ever had.
0: Um. So, yes, earlier tonight we dined on the fast food, mm-hmm. and the, the clown that took our order was very, very, very prompt <laughs> and very <laughs> professional, and our food arrived, and, you know, the hot side was hot and the cold side was cold. <laughs> <laughs> As it ought to be. <laughs> and,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and that was the most memorable, <laughs> yes. best fast food meal that you've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> it was today you said <laughs> yes. Man, the wonders of styrofoam. Is, it, yes, exactly, exactly,
0: exactly. And I stirred my coffee with a little coke spoon. <laughs>
1: Well, if either of you two can think of a a similar type of question for me, I'd be happy to answer it. Um, But, you know, aside from that, Mm -hmm. if uh, people on Instagram Mm -hmm. were to put up a little poll um, and try to vote for whether you thought Ski Mm -hmm. described
0: his lovemaking session better or (laughs) Brent described his fast food better. I
2: like that the hot side was hot. That was good for you.
0: Can you uh, go ahead and describe um, a podcast you've listened to?
1: Oh, podcasts. Well, they're great. I mean, there's so many different kinds of podcasts. (laughs) You know, there are all kinds of topics you can imagine. Some of them are humorous. Some mm-hmm. of them are, are uh, you know, really serious. Some are really informative. Um,
0: and Some just, are none of the above. Exactly. <laughs> and you just
1: get the feeling when you're listening to a podcast of, like, you're right there with the person. Mm-hmm. And it's almost indescribable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, podcast, really, it's the way of the future. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that.
2: I think Alan has to be on that list now, too, doesn't yeah, he? That was so. pretty good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs>
1: All right, very nice. So, yeah, (laughs) so if you want to listen to it, so, yeah, give us a vote. And also, if you can put up two polls, Mm -hmm. I'd be curious what people, just their opinions. Would you prefer that we stuck purely to Golden Girls? Mm -hmm. Do you like our Golden Girls-related tangents? Mm -hmm. um, Or do you prefer uh, just our our non-Golden Girls-related stuff the most? Mm -hmm. Um, Or or at least our non-episode-specific stuff the most, whether it's a tangent or completely off-topic? Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like to, I've been curious what people's thoughts are as far as which okay. part they, they enjoy the most.
0: Okay. So what you're saying is, um, I have to do introductions and recaps and market research. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> You're making
1: up for the first three seasons where you didn't do that many, inter- or that many uh, recaps. Oh, man. I don't <laughs> think
2: that's
0: accurate. I think it's only the first two seasons, if even that. I'm
1: pretty honestly. sure he still
2: gave like the bulk of the humor. Oh mm, yeah,
1: yeah. Brent's always brought his A-game and always been uh, an equal contributor, even if I tried to at one time downplay his contributions.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I was thinking about um, doing an introduction. Maybe I will do this at some point. Uh, I like my new introductions where I mm-hmm. pull some from the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll continue to do that. But mm-hmm. if I were to go Dang. away from that, I thought about introducing you as like, and Ski, a person, um, or, you know, I have a person who uh, is...
2: Has totally made love. Right. Before. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I was thinking about introducing Totally him as, done that. <laughs> it, was, it was great, too. Right. He described it so perfectly, obviously. <laughs> um, but...
0: Uh, A man who
2: is...
0: (laughs) (laughs) He used the words of a man who's been up in them guts. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you do? Right. (laughs) I mean, mean, yeah. But I think I would introduce it as like... Go left at the gallbladder. (laughs) (laughs) Call that move the Charlie.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I think uh, I was... The intro that I've considered um, recently is like uh, introducing a man who is a... More intelligent than I am and much kinder, both of which I'm okay with, ski, mm-hmm. and a man who is more intelligent than I am and also funnier, which fucking kills me. <laughs> 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 <The rent. laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, I kind of like the other intros I'm doing now, so I'm glad I got a chance to yeah. throw that in. Yeah.
0: My introduction this week was just sort of a mixed bag mm-hmm. between like the whole you know test taking Scantron thing, and then quoting up on Cripple Creek. Right. But the part about you know ski making us go whoop at least once was too good not to <laughs> fold in there.
1: <laughs> well, if you end up reading your intro and mm-hmm. finding that it was. Uh, too much gold to, you know, let it no. kind of go by the wayside. <laughs> oh, no, it's
0: been built up too much, oh, I okay. so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, back into the episode, um, mm-hmm. Rose admits that she never entirely got over Buzz. And as we alluded to, every time she sees a man drop his pants, a little part of her wants to say, whoop. Mm-hmm. And I think Blanche says that she
0: uh, knows Agreed, the feeling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that. I think even before she became an addict, Rose was chasing the Buzz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame her, though. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: uh, scene two has an upset Dorothy scolding Sophia for being out all night. Uh, Sophia says she was busy taking Shlomo to Pound Town.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Much to Dorothy's disgust. <laughs> oh.
1: Dorothy sets an 11 p.m. curfew for Sophia, um, gives, uh, and Sophia gives Blanche her 30 days' notice that she's moving out. A uh, Rose and Miles come in after a morning of bird watching. Uh, Rose tells Miles that she can't go to a movie that night because her old boyfriend is in town. Mm -hmm. Miles plays it cool, uh, but you can tell he's dying inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miles exits, uh, and moments later, Buzz arrives, which we've had this kind of thing before on Mm -hmm. episodes, where it's like there's no way they didn't pass each other on Mm -hmm. the (laughs) walkway. It's even got that kind of weird area that they... Exactly.
0: You know, like a car's pulling out of the driveway where you're trying to pull in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just disregard that entirely.
0: Like, who's this Shlomo? Yeah,
2: it would be right. one thing if they never showed what the outside of the house looked like. Yeah. But you know what it looks like. Well, yeah,
1: especially mm-hmm. that first little area walking up to
0: the door, but... Yeah, it's like, okay, well, he took the stairs while the other took the elevator Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't he... Did you... Uh, maybe it's later. Did, uh, has he asked her to do a movie yet?
1: No, no, that, that comes okay. a little bit later. Um, Or, or perhaps that was this... Uh, yeah, I think that might have been this part um, where he asked her about the movie... Um, because, yeah, it wasn't this. And he says, I'm, I'm going to see uh, Henry V. Yes. And she's like, Oh, but the sequels are never as good. Yeah,
0: um, you get predictable. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think the situation would have gone if he's like, Hey, do you want to see Henry V? And she's like, No, nah, I saw it last week while I was waiting for my AIDS test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blanche took me. <laughs> I was like, What? Yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> i I'm <laughs> like, Oh, no, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: good. <laughs> but anyway he uh Miles exits it later and Buzz arrives uh, he mentions about how everyone in his family is named Buzz and then uh which I thought was an odd little joke mm-hmm. uh, then he and Rose uh, head out to lunch um, in this podcaster's opinion on first impression Buzz does not hold a candle to Miles mm-hmm. I think my I-, I like everything about Miles better than anything <laughs> about
0: Buzz <laughs> I, I, I totally agree okay and I'll take it one step further mm-hmm. um like, what does that say about Charlie, that, yeah. if, that if Buzz is his equal, like, don't you think that means that Rose is definitely stepping up her game by going with Miles instead of Charlie?
1: I would say so, but I think that maybe Rose needed to be a little older, and someone like Charlie had to also, or not Charlie, excuse me, but Miles had to have lived his life to appreciate a Rose, mm. um, because maybe maybe a intelligent um, Miles in his 20s mm-hmm. may not have been able to you know, appreciate all of Rose's attributes, and would have mm-hmm. gotten a little too caught up in her simplicity.
2: Well, I think also, Rose is kind of romanticized her memories of Miles or Buzz at this point. Yeah, like mm. oh yeah, because he she said in uh, the earlier part of the episode that he was just more kind of free spirited than mm. Charlie. Like he would do you know more wilder, impulsive things like the chicklets. Yeah, you know? mm. and uh, oh. That we talked about how she said Charlie and her would go to dates, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, to the drive in, she would sit in the oh, back yeah, in the trunk. Yeah, in the trunk <laughs> to, to, to you know, get the mm-hmm. lower fee, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then when they were done, she'd get out and he'd tell her all about the movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, but yeah. Scene three starts off and the girls are now together in the living room with Sophia still planning to move out, and a rose lying to Miles while being ill instead of telling him that she's going out with Buzz. Mm-hmm. I did not like that at all. Agreed. Uh, Rose is feeling guilty, as she should, and asks uh, the girls if it's possible to love two men at the same time. Uh, Blanche loses to some polyamory, and uh, Buzz shows up in a dapper all-plaid suit. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentions that the band is going to on a European tour, and uh, he and Rose head out for ice cream. Uh, Rose decides to tell Buzz about Miles, and Buzz implores Rose to Buzz implores Rose to join him for dinner since he'll be leaving the next day. Uh, Rose agrees and says she's going to change, and uh, that ends that scene. Yeah, she
2: was uh, put on some plaid too, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So what well, she her says, buffalo plaid.
1: <laughs> what's that? Her buffalo plaid. Exactly. Um, the uh, the dinner is passed, and Rose, now wearing a green plaid dress, mm-hmm. uh, comes home and tells the girls that Buzz wants her to go to Europe with him. Uh, now this tour is supposed to be starting in like a day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no notice yeah, at all. but she
2: still has a job, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's. You know, Enrique Moss has projects that need to be completed before she can head out. Yeah, we mm-hmm. know that
2: those are some tight deadlines, too. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. She was stressed out about it before. before. She's got a, a, an assistant now, right? Maybe she should just throw all her work on the <laughs> <Right>. assistant.
1: <laughs> and still be collecting her paycheck over in Europe. Yeah, I, I
2: wouldn't uh, <laughs> guess that she'd have a job when she
1: arrived back. Well, wasn't Blanche her assistant? I don't know if he ever actually well, got a real, real assistant. Well, real
2: briefly, mm-hmm. I think this assist- is, well...
1: I don't think we ever saw uh, her hire another assistant besides Blanche.
2: Yeah, but I thought at the end of one of the episodes, Enrique is like uh, telling her he just really wanted her to stay around, and so he'll get her an assistant.
1: Yeah, but then Blanche ends up being the assistant she's allowed to hire. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe an I'm, episode later, maybe too. I'm you mix know, mixing yeah, stuff up. Blanche
0: doesn't take it seriously enough, mm-hmm. and yeah.
1: yeah,
2: she does kind of come through at the end, though, doesn't she? Yeah, Apparently. but
1: yeah, exactly. But we never have met. If, if Rose has hired another permanent assistant, we mm-hmm. haven't met that person yet. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, the dinner is passed. Uh, oh, just then, Sophia comes walking through with a suitcase, uh, claiming that she has a roommate and is officially moving out. Mm-hmm. And that ends our act one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there anything I missed in any of that the first half of the episode?
2: Maybe. I mean, probably...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he only saw it once. How could he know? <laughs> <laughs> right. I saw it twice.
1: Oh, you did end up did. getting through it a second time? Well, was there anything of note that you can recall that I missed <laughs> in that first half that you thought uh, was you, particularly you good?
2: Covered it very well, I thought.
1: Okay, good. Brent? Agreed. You? I'm okay. good. We can move on. <laughs> All right, well, our second act starts with uh, Dorothy, Blanche, and Rose uh, now in the kitchen lamenting Sophia's departure. Uh, Blanche and Rose reveal that they frequently went to Sophia late at night for counsel. It kind of bothered me a little bit that. Uh, Sophia shuts down Dorothy whenever she comes asking mm-hmm. for help, but she'll give hours of you know, yeah. counsel to the other two. Yeah. I just, i I'm okay with her having the tough love with Dorothy, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily like the idea that she's uh, not extending that same tough love to the other two.
0: Yeah, I, I, I get it.
1: You yeah. do? Yeah. So you would counsel like my children if they needed help, but you'd tell your kids to go suck it?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's right. Mm, I'm on. just saying that. I think there was a time where it was easier to have certain conversations with somebody else um, than it would be your own children.
1: So you think that Dorothy's
0: coming to talk to her mom about sex stuff, <laughs> and so that's <laughs> why she's turning her away? I'm just saying that any issue... I'm just saying it's harder to have certain conversations with your parents than it is your aunt or uncle. Oh, okay. All right. I understand, I guess. So now, so it has to be the same if you're the parent in that situation. Yeah.
2: I will say this, and this may be a uh, a detail from earlier in the episode. So... You know, both Blanche and Rose comment that they both they regularly go see Sophia in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure there's a line, and like I said, I may have already ca- passed, but like uh, I think it was when Rose lied and said that she, you know, was had a bug or something, mm-hmm. right? And she was actually going to see Buzz, mm-hmm. and she's, oh, I just hate myself. And Sophia makes a comment, oh, we finally have something in common, and I'm leaving. <laughs> right. Well, with that attitude, <laughs> how much would she really be counseling there at night?
1: Well, I kind of feel like that gives the impression that, like, yeah, when she's around everybody, she treats everybody basically equally. Yeah. But then it, when the on you know, on night one, rolls
0: yeah. in. <laughs> she's a little softy at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or one-on-one. You know? Yeah.
2: In reality, she loves them all.
0: Oh, I don't doubt Dorothy,
2: that. Dorothy, but...
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Dorothy says uh, she will convince her to come back in the morning. Uh, and then Rose says that she is thinking of going to Europe with Buzz, which is ridiculous. Uh, uh-huh. Blanche starts talking about a uh, pitcher she banged in high school and uses uh, several baseball analogies to describe his sexual prowess. Uh, I did love to. Rose says, uh, yeah, we get it. So what how, What was he like in the bed? <laughs> um, it was funny because, you know, like Dorothy implores her to like, all right, that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Rose kind of like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. But He was, was a he good like ball, ball player. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. enough of that. Exactly. That seemed like a very Brent thing to do, I feel like, the describing things using terminology.
2: Heavy innuendo?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I think you're smart enough that you'd be able to pull that off pretty Mm -hmm. well, um, even if it was a subject that, well, if it was a subject that you were at least somewhat versed on, I Mm -hmm. think you could make up an entire way to describe a scenario using that subject. Maybe that'll be another game for the future. (laughs) I think think (laughs) the
2: next next one you got to talk about uh, everything in terms of Larry Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Larry Bird innuendo Describing the whole episode
0: (laughs) You're just trying to get me to use the expression White power (laughs) He
2: doesn't have to try that hard (laughs) Was that one that Larry routinely Belted out
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're looking for Larry Bird Euphemism (laughs) So um
2: don't call me White Lightning. Call me White Power. I don't
1: believe they ever called him either.
2: No, <laughs> I never called Larry Bird
1: being yeah, called White
0: Lightning. The, the Hick from French Lick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, our next scene shows us that uh, Sophia has moved up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Uh, mm-hmm. She is uncomfortable with the housekeeper taking care of her, and she's likely feeling remorse <laughs> about causing Coco to lose his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche and Dorothy arrive to check in on her and are blown away by her new digs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the housekeeper schools Blanche on art, and then we meet Sophia's new roommate, a centenarian named Malcolm, who may not even realize Sophia is a woman. Uh, Malcolm states, "Ah," uh, which I thought about this. I think we've done a deep dive on this before. I'm almost positive, but he states uh, I think Amos and Andy are on the wireless tonight. <laughs> what do you say we stay home and laugh our asses off? Yeah,
2: <laughs> didn't wasn't Malcolm the name I had for your? Uh, your, Your leg cyst? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I, I thought that you maybe were that was tying a, it in. No, just maybe it was in the back of my mind. <laughs> my
1: leg cyst isn't over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's de- also not a former magician. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Stop jumping ahead. <laughs> uh, when Sophia des- declines his offer because she's going out with the ladies that night, Malcolm replies, Yeah, you always wear the ladies, man, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> After a tense exchange between Sophia and Dorothy, Malcolm says to Dorothy, you must be Tommy's boy. How's the team look this year? (laughs) (laughs) I actually love all that. It was great. Yeah, Malcolm was awesome. Uh, I very strongly considered giving him my MVP for that Mm -hmm. episode. I did as well. He got Did he? he? (laughs) I don't blame (laughs) you for it. Uh, It it was a solid appearance for sure. Um, it was just so brief. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that you have no problem with giving an MVP to someone who says mm-hmm. three lines. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give it to myself. <laughs> right, <laughs> But you always say more than three lines in an episode, so at least there's yeah. that.
2: Second um, challenge, that's what I'm hearing. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you challenge me to go in that entire episode and only say three you know, lines? Oh, I retract no, that. Yeah, Please that would, do. That challenge accepted. <laughs> I'm take you up be, on that next week. We'll just be waiting <laughs> for you. Like,
2: When's he gonna say it?
0: <laughs> um, we're back in the living room for you.
1: <laughs>
0: would you be mad if a third of my lines were just stay golden, cocoa? Uh, <laughs> I would be. I would be really
1: agitated. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> like I think I might even lie and be like, "Yeah, the recording fucked up. We're gonna have to do it again." <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, I, I realized over the course of a hundred and ten episodes, whatever it is we've done so far, that. Our podcast is definitely at its best when you're participating. (laughs) (laughs) Heavily. There are times when, like, you've been kind of tired Mm -hmm. um, and you haven't participated as much. And early on, I think you were still finding your groove as far as Mm -hmm. jumping in. Mm
0: -hmm. Like a young Stella.
1: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But now you have your groove back. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: Um, Well, you weren't like a young Stella. You were like a middle-aged Stella. (laughs) Exactly. Um. But yeah, I, I would be pretty uh, disappointed, as would our listeners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that was
2: just not a good episode.
1: They they have, I would imagine, realistic expectations um, <laughs> when they tune in. At least those that have tuned in consistently. They're not expecting it to be a bunch of gold, but they're like, Brent will throw a few nuggets in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're you know completely nugget list, <laughs> then I then I feel bad for them yeah. as well. But anyways, uh, we're back in the living room now for a final showdown between Buzz and Miles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miles tells Rose that uh, he understands that she needs to make her decision and that he doesn't want to give her an ultimatum. Uh, Rose tells Buzz that she wants them to get to know each other better, and Buzz asks uh, her to wait for him while he goes off to Europe. Mm -hmm. Of course, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that because that's Mm -hmm. the same thing you said to me 40 years ago and you never came back. And I did think, like, he said something to the effect of, well, yeah, you got married. Uh, we both made mistakes. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, she, yeah, she took offense to that. Oh, As yeah. Well, she
1: should. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah, she tells them that... Uh,
0: Hit the road, Jack. Yeah.
1: Buzz says, or uh, Rose says she won't wait, and that uh, and Buzz uh, does try to lean in for a farewell kiss mm-hmm. at that point, which we don't know if they've been physical at all with each other up yeah. to this point.
0: Um, it seems like... She's alive,
2: would... so probably not. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I don't <laughs> True. think
0: they have been. Yeah, I I think her and Miles are exclusive. Like she may be toeing the line right now, but I don't think she'd go that far. I agree. Yeah,
1: I don't think she'd be um, having relations with two men at the same time. Right, I mean, you yeah. know, she's kind of weighing her options at yeah. this point.
0: Not without
2: <coughs> borrowing some of the bag of condoms from Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And then she'd need uh, Sophia to tell her W H E R E to put them.
2: That's exactly right.
1: <laughs> uh, Miles comes back in telling Buzz to take his hands off his woman. Uh, this was my favorite line of the episode. Yeah, but this is gold right here. Yeah. Right. yeah, Buzz backs off saying, Don't hit me, don't hit me, don't hit me. I'm an artist or <laughs> I'm in the arts. <laughs> which I felt like that felt like a very Brent thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Miles demands the Rose stop seeing Buzz and she agrees, uh, which I thought was kind of funny because he's. She gonna... just says, Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah. He's like, What'd you say? Mm-hmm. I said, Okie dokie. Um, uh, but she says that uh, she likes the macho uh, jungle cat side of Miles.
2: Then she can do a rawr? Yeah,
1: well, I think she mm-hmm. says she likes the macho side, and he's like, yeah, my jungle cat came out, and then that's when she was <laughs> like, rawr, or whatever uh, sound that she made, something to that effect anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, just then, uh, Sophia walks in, suitcase in hand. Uh, she goes into the kitchen saying, I don't get it. I'm gone a few days, and the dumb one's in there acting like a slut while the slut's in here being stupid, because <laughs> um, I think... I think Blanche is something like, oh, you're back, or Mm -hmm. are you coming back, or something like that. Uh, Dorothy tells Sophia she can spend time with whoever she wants, and Sophia admits that uh, she was with the wrong crowd, closing the episode out by saying, uh, by the way, if anyone asks, I was here last night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a solid way to end that B story. I agree. I agree. We had uh, four guest actors in this episode. Uh, Of course, uh, Harold Gould, um, his uh, fourth of 13th Golden Girls appearances. Um, as Miles. Uh, we had Eddie Bracken playing Buzz. 149 titles for him, with 80 of those being as an actor. Um, this was his only Golden Girls. The thing I remembered him from was as uh, Roy Wally in National Lampoon's Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, he had several other things, but there just wasn't anything else that stuck out as right, like yeah. something. A lot of it, was, of course, was really old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there wasn't anything else that I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We also had uh, April Ortiz. Mm -hmm. She played Maria. Uh, 34 titles for her, um, and this was her only Golden Girls also. Mm -hmm. And much like an actor in a prior episode, a couple back, uh, Peter Michael uh, Gates or Goats, she was in both uh, Father of the Bride movies uh, as Olivia. And then uh, we had Douglas Seal. He played Malcolm. Of course, Mm -hmm. Uh, 40 titles for him. This was his second of two Golden Girls. Brent already alluded to this ski, but do you remember what his other appearance was? No. But he was the magician and the you got to have Oh, yeah, hope yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I remember you saying that. You, say you right. remember me saying that or you remember him as the magician? Both. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I remember you saying it earlier. Yeah. But. So that
1: wraps all of that up. Cool. Um, do you have any questions for us, Brent?
0: Nope. Um, I mean, so <laughs> Malcolm <laughs> was the MVP. Um, his best line was, how's the team look this year, Tommy? And, I don't know, six, six and a half slices of cheesecake? Six and a half. Wow. Wow.
1: Um, so you're giving your MVP to Malcolm, correct? And you don't you don't care about ours, but I'll go ahead and correct. <laughs>
0: I, um, we've adopted a new policy around here, mm-hmm. um, much like uh, Czechoslovakia at the time. <laughs> there's just one official opinion, and everybody has to follow it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that
1: six and a half then would make this one of the highest-rated you know, episodes of the season. <laughs> I if misspoke we triple it. Four. four. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that reminds me of a. I mean, it's not exactly as over-the-top, but Ski and I, we have this favorite sketch on uh, Saturday Night Live with Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Census taker thing. Yeah, exactly. And when they ask how many people live there, he's like, huh, I don't know, I'm bad with the numbers. Mm-hmm. 80? <laughs> 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 we S- got some
2: candy bars. Yeah, you know, candy bars yeah. and plants. plants. <laughs> uh,
1: but anyways, uh, so Ski, how about you? How many? Who's your MVP
2: and how many slices for you? Uh, my MVP was Miles. And can I interject something? Yeah, sure. of course. So uh, my favorite line didn't get uh, brought up because it kind of it was near the end. Well, sort of near the end. Okay. Um, Buzz was talking about you know his, you know, last time seeing Rose, how you know he was watching her away at the turnstile or whatever at the mm-hmm. train station, and then she was out of sight. And he said it was painful for me to not see you, and she's like, Yeah, it was painful for me too, because like she was running along with the train, I guess ran face first into a. A sign or something, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounded very like a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I could definitely imagine that. But they, then the Jungle that was, a funny line. was a
2: quick runner-up.
1: Yeah, mm. I, I like the I'm I, I'm in the arts. That was my favorite line. But it's funny. Cause that was my favorite line, but I did not care for Buzz other than that line <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, Buzz was better than Stan, but that's very low standard.
2: Yeah, that's true. Now, Miles is my favorite character in this one, uh, mostly because I think he, he was... Pretty uh, respectful of Rose's decision and stuff, mm-hmm. but then at the mm-hmm. end was, you know, kind of, no, Not going to no. pressure her
0: or anything. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. But then, you know, he wanted to fight for his woman and stuff at the yeah. end.
1: Yeah. I think that this, uh one thing that we can agree with on this podcast is that we are fans of Miles.
0: I think so. I think he's probably the most stand-up, or definitely the most stand-up male character
1: mm-hmm. to ever be on the show. Yeah, I had trouble with this one. Again, because I-, I thought Malcolm was great in his limited mm-hmm. portion. Miles was in a bit more, and I thought he was great in his. I didn't really think any of the four, um, you know, leads,
0: uh-huh.
1: you know, really showed up big for this particular episode yeah, as yeah. far as, like, being great. So, yeah, I went with Miles also, but I could definitely see, see Malcolm too. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, overall, uh, I only gave this one three and a half. thought uh-huh. it was a okay episode. Yeah. Um, nothing particularly special. I didn't think it was bad, Yeah, but just – there are times where the suspension of disbelief is a little much for me. Mm-hmm. And just the idea that Rose would consider running off with this person if mm-hmm. she had been back around for, what, maybe two days at this point? Yeah, not long To at Europe one day later. The heart um,
0: wants what the heart wants.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the heart should want miles. And if you're questioning mm-hmm. that, then there's something wrong with your heart. Agreed.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess we're all done with our ratings, oh, reviews. I didn't yeah. get my rating. Oh, what was your rating? Sorry. Oh.
2: Four. A four. I thought the same as you. I, I took a little exception to uh, Rose being quite so out of character. Mm-hmm.
1: So four, four, and three and a half. So mm-hmm. won't be competing at the end, but still, yeah. you know, much like almost every episode, worth your time.
0: Yeah, great. Definitely
1: I, worth your time. Definitely I would say, some
0: funny
2: pieces here and there.
1: I would say, I mean, I'm a completionist, so I would not tell someone not to watch an episode. I'm mm-hmm. just if they were trying to watch all of them and be like, well, don't worry about these five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that said, <laughs> I would say overall in the series, there's probably only been five or six where I'd be like, Yeah, if that one's on and I'm flipping through the channels, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna keep on flipping. Yeah. Um
2: worth one watch.
1: Yeah is what I would Well, know. I mean I, I would stop on almost every episode, um, this included. So. even
0: if there's a brother who needed a jacket spared. I, that's the <laughs> that's where the almost comes yeah. in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if there's if there's a brother who needs a jacket, if there is a um Trying to think, there.
2: Lonely birthday.
1: Uh, yeah, or if there's a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. fake empty nest characters on it. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I say, I say good day, sir.
0: I will not have you besmirch Paul Dooley in my presence. I love Paul Dooley, but he's just not enough for that episode to be
1: worth more than a one-time watch. In my opinion. Good day. Well. Do you have anything you wanted to say uh, as we close out this episode, Brent? No. Well, then fine. Stay golden, Coco. I said good day. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.